you got to get passionate about this thing. If the cross doesn't move you, nothing will move you. I'm offering you something that's greater than silver and gold. I'm offering you something that's greater than an increase in your pay on your job. I'm offering you a... There's no shortcuts to the glory. Week to week living. We've got to multiply our prayer life. We've got to multiply our efforts. And we are willing to give. God will always give it back to us in good measure that is pressed down, shaken together, and running over. Hey, thanks for checking out our Christian Life Church podcast. You will be hearing from one of our pastors or guest speakers, either at our Frankfurt or Lebanon campus. Prepare your hearts and your minds to receive a word from God. Thanks for listening. Enjoy and receive this message. This morning. Hallelujah. Amen. Praise the Lord. Sister Lane and I are blessed to be able to travel. We've been on the road for about four weeks now. Just blessed to be able to travel to many different places, many different churches, many different flavors, many different styles. And I can say this with experience that you are blessed to be in this house. Oh, praise the Lord. I think sometimes because it's home and we get used to home and the food that's being prepared and the blessings and the comforts of home that we don't realize what we really have. And I'm here to tell you, this church is blessed. It's blessed by God. The anointing of the Lord is here. The favor of God is here. And the reason why is you have a pastor and a pastor's wife that is outstanding, first class, amazing, anointed, powerful, passionate. And we thank God for Pastor Sister Jordan. And I thank God, amen, for their trinity, Dylan, Gentry, Spencer, amen, powerful men of God. 
and that this guy gets any more anointing and any more talent, my Lord, have mercy. Now, I, I admire guys that can preach good, and I admire guys that can sing good. But guys that can sing and preach good, my Lord, have mercy. I'm jealous with a godly jealousy. Praise the Lord. Amen. And they're powerful, and we thank God for their family. And I, I'm blessed, amen, because God has allowed us to have an apostolic partnership. Amen. Just very, very grateful. Amen. Uh, Dylan's preached for us. Gentry's preached for us. And they came at specific times. Amen. And just blessed us and helped us in times of struggle. And I'm just very, very grateful. And I'm honored to be in this pulpit this morning. Amen. And I'm just grateful for the blessings of the Lord that's here. Amen. Mark chapter number 10 will be our opening text today. Amen. That we're here in the perfect will of God. You are here in the perfect will of God. You're not here because you chose to be here. You're here because God moved upon you to be here. And you're here because God has something to show you and something to give you. Praise the Lord. And I promise you, amen, you're going to leave this place different than what you came in. You're going to leave healed. You're going to leave full of hope. You're going to leave full of the Holy Ghost. Amen. And what you're going to leave here is your sickness, your illness, your disease, and your sin. Hallelujah. And you're never going to be the same again. Turn your neighbor and say, you're never going to be the same again. Mark chapter number 10, verse 27. And Jesus, looking upon them, saith, Mark 10, 27. Did I get the wrong? Okay, Mark 10, 27. Praise God. With men... It is impossible. But not with God. For with God, all things are possible. Turn to your neighbor and say, all things are possible. I want to preach to you, amen, for the next uh, few moments, amen, on this topic. The door of possibility. The door of possibility. Amen. Will you pray with me today? Let's pray. Jesus, I love you. I worship you. I thank you, Jesus, for your presence that's in this house. I'm 100% totally dependent upon you. Move in this place, Lord God. Help us. Heal us. Deliver us. And God will give you the praise and the glory for it. In Jesus' name. Somebody shout in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. God bless you. you may be seated. Amen. Welcome to Healing and Hope Sunday. Amen. Hope, amen, is the expectation of something good. Amen. There is hope for you in this house today. And you need to expect God to do something good for you in this house. In fact, amen, I'm just not going to preach, but you're going to preach with me today, all right? So why don't you turn to the person beside you and say, God is going to do something good for you today. Amen. In Mark chapter number 10 and verse 27. It tells us, amen, that there are things that men cannot accomplish, that it is impossible. But then it tells us not with God, for with God all things are possible. That just because you are in, amen, a powerless situation, a situation that you have absolutely no control over does not mean you're without hope. Let me say that again. Amen. Just because you're in a situation that you have absolutely no control over does not mean you're without hope. Jesus is saying here, with men's ability, 
and knowledge, it is impossible. Man doesn't possess the power or the ability to get you out or to get you through. But then, amen, comes the divine conjunction, this English word but. It's used to introduce, amen, a phrase or a clause contrasting with what has already been mentioned. Amen, that the Bible is acknowledging that there are situations, amen, where men does not have the ability, the power, or the knowledge to get you out or get you through. Amen. But God then steps into the mess, into the trouble, into the illness, the sickness, and the suffering to introduce you, amen, that the fact, amen, that God can do it even when men can't. Amen. When, amen, you introduce God and bring God into a powerless situation, His great mercy and grace comes in to rescue you, to deliver you, and to heal you. With men, it is impossible. And I don't know what your it is today, but God wants to heal it. God wants to remove it. God wants to fix it. Come on, somebody. God wants to make it whole, amen. So whatever you brought into this house today, amen, where it seems like it's impossible and you have no direction and you have no hope, God sent me here this morning, amen, to heal your faith and to give you hope and to put you into a place of expectancy that today is the day that the Lord has made, that this is your day for your situation to turn around. If you believe it, clap your hands with all your might and give God some praise. Hallelujah. When God releases his ability and power into your situation, everything changes. When doctors can't, when lawyers can't, when men won't, God can. God can. God can. He has the ability to do it. And I want to remove today every obstacle that the enemy has put in front of you to tell you, amen, that you cannot receive your miracle. Here you go. You ready? The enemy has told you you have to have perfect faith to receive your miracle. That the choir has to sing just right. That the temperature outside and inside has to be a perfect 72 degrees. That everything has to align and and everything has to be perfect. And at this some mysterious moment of perfect faith, then you will receive your miracle. But I'm here to tell you the devil is a liar. And you don't have to have perfect faith. All you have to do is open the door to the possibility that God can and God will carry you the rest of the way through. You don't know, have to know how. You don't have to have know why. All you have to do is say, God, in spite of my fears, in spite of my pain, in spite of my frustration, I'm going to open the door to the possibility that this might be my miracle, my healing and hope Sunday. And when you open that door, God will come in and pull you the rest of the way through. You don't have to have perfect faith. You just have to be open to the idea that God wants to bless you. Lift your hands and praise him. Come on, praise him. Give him some glory. The enemy has tried to tell you that if there is any doubt or fear, God cannot move. But the devil is a liar. In Mark chapter number 9, amen, when the multitude came to him, came to Jesus, amen, and they brought the, the, 
son, amen, that had a dumb spirit to him, to Jesus. And it describes the fact that the spirit would tear him and he foameth and gnasheth with his teeth and pineth away. And the father said, I spake to thy disciples and they could not, uh, that they should cast him out and they could not. Somebody shout, they could not. Amen. Just because, amen, you've had a past religious experience, amen, where it didn't happen doesn't mean that God can't do it and God won't do it. I'm here to tell you that God can do it and God will do it. And Jesus answered, said to them, O faithless generation, how long shall I be with you? How long shall I sup you? Bring him unto me. And they brought him unto him. And when he saw him uh, straightway, the spirit tore him and fell on the ground and he wallowed foaming. And he asked, and he asked his father, how long is it ago since this came unto him. And he said of a child, I want to, amen, bring your attention to the scripture just for a minute. Because the enemy, amen, not will only tell you that you have to have perfect faith, but he'll try to tell you it's been too long that you've had this condition for so many years, so many decades, amen, that it cannot change. You'll die this way. Jesus doesn't care how long you've been in the situation. Jesus asked the question to prove the point. It doesn't matter how long you've been in that situation. God can fix it. That long ain't late and long ain't wrong. That God is here at this moment right now. You're here at this moment right now. And this is the place and this is the moment where God's going to step in and, amen, and show you that he can do amen, what you thought he couldn't do. He said he's had this condition of a child. And oftentimes, amen, it has cast him into the fire and into the waters to destroy him. But if thou canst do anything, have compassion on us and help us. Jesus answered unto him, if thou canst believe, all things are possible to him that believe. And straightway the father of the child cried out and said with tears, Lord, I believe. But help my unbelief. You got. You cannot, amen, miss what's happening here. Amen. The, the man is asking Jesus, if you can do anything, have compassion on us and help us. That this man is asking the Lord, if you have the ability, if you have the power, amen, to relieve this, my son's suffering in any manner, any form, please just do something that you got to ask the Lord. Lord, amen, just do something. Just fix it. Just relieve it somehow. That you got to get tired of being afflicted. That you got to get delivered from the addiction to the affliction that you have and say, you know what, I'm tired of this mess. I'm tired of this trouble. And Lord, if you can do anything, help us. What the man did was open the door, amen, to the possibility, amen, that Jesus can do it. Now, I want you to watch this, amen. And, and he said, Lord, amen, the answer to the, uh, the man to Jesus, Lord, I believe, but help my 
unbelief. What the man said was this, is I've got a little bit of faith, but I'm really struggling. I'm really, amen, having a hard time, amen, with faith, amen. But Lord, I believe this, not only can you heal him, but you can help me with the part that's in me that's trying to tell me it can't happen. The fear that's trying to hold me hostage, the doubt that's trying to bring discouragement to me. Lord, amen, help my unbelief. I feel like preaching up in here right about now because you've had some doubt and you've had some fear and you let that hold you back and let you let it hold you hostage in your mind and your spirit. But I'm here to tell you that Jesus can work the miracle even in the presence of doubt. You just have to acknowledge the fact I don't have enough faith even to get me through. But Lord, I believe you can give me your faith. I believe that you can heal my faith tonight. I believe that you can heal my disappointment tonight. And you can take me from where I'm at to where I want to go. Lord, I believe. But help me with my unbelief. Let your hands and praise him. Come on all over this house. Hallelujah. 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 God never turns anyone away who asks for help to believe. And Jesus cast out the spirit. Amen. And the spirit left him. Amen. And Jesus took the uh, son up by the hand and lifted him up. He arose and he was healed and delivered in the presence of doubt. My Lord, have mercy. Somebody needs to square their shoulders and lift their head. Amen. And let the enemy know you've lied to me long enough. You tried to tell me, amen, that I had to have a degree in theology to receive my miracle. You tried to tell me I had to do this and had to do that. But all I really had to do was acknowledge I have some faith. But I have a whole lot of doubt. And if I acknowledge the doubt and the fear and just open the door to the possibility, God, that you can do it, he'll do it. He'll do it. He'll do it. You may have never seen it done before, but he'll do it. You may not be feeling it right now, but he'll do it. He wants to heal you. He wants to help you. He wants to deliver you. You just got to open the door. And the second you open the door, his grace, his love, his power comes rushing in. Why don't you lift your hands and open your heart to the door of possibility. Hallelujah. Come on, open your heart, open your mouth. God never turns anyone away who asks for help to believe. Hallelujah. What I, you can be seated just for a minute. What I'm trying to declare to you is this. It isn't fake it till you make it. He meant rather it's saying, God, I believe. He meant, but my faith has limits. So help me go beyond the limits. And if you'll help me go beyond the limits... He, he said, if thou canst do anything, it's an interesting phrase because what the man was saying was this, Lord, um, I give you permission to do anything. My Lord, have mercy. Stop trying, amen, to figure out what you think it's going to feel like when you're healed. Stop trying to figure out what you think you're going to sound like when you receive the Holy Ghost speaking with other tongues and just give God permission to do it any way he wants to do it. He said, Lord, amen, go beyond what I'm comfortable with. 
go beyond what I'm comfortable with. You've got to give God permission today to do something with you and through you and for you that your flesh may be uncomfortable with. Go beyond my limited experience with you. Let me help you. In Luke chapter number 5, it tells us, he meant the story, he meant where Jesus was present. And the Bible said that his power was present to heal them. And the man that was crippled couldn't get in the house, so they ripped the roof off. And they brought the man down, amen, through the roof in the presence of Jesus. And Jesus said to the man, thy sins are forgiven thee. And the religious people that were in the house, whom Jesus also wanted to heal, began to reason in their hearts, who is this man that speaks blasphemies? And Jesus said, is it harder to say, thy sins be forgiven, or take up thy bed and walk? Amen. So Jesus looked at the man, amen, spoke to him, said, take up your bed and walk. And immediately the man took up his bed and began to walk, and the cripple walked out of their heel. What was the difference? Them turned to him. The power of the Lord was present to heal everybody. I believe the power of God's in this house to heal everybody and to heal everything. The difference was this, is the religious people wanted God to do it a certain way. They wanted it to look a certain way. They were limiting God's expression of love towards them by their limited experience with God. We got to allow God to go beyond our tradition. We got to allow God to go beyond our limited experience and say in our hearts, I don't care what it looks like, just do it. I don't care what it feels like, just do it. God, I want you to heal me. I want you to deliver me. And if you'll give him permission, he'll do it. But he won't do it unless you give him permission. Come on, lift your hands and your voices. Come on all over this house. Hallelujah, hallelujah. You just have to open the door to the possibility. Turn to your neighbor and say, you got to open the door to the possibility. Hallelujah. Just last weekend, he man preaching in Stockton, California. He man, we had over 50 miracles of healing. We had 21 filled with the baptism of the Holy Ghost. And as I was preaching and ministering the word of the Lord, you don't have to wait till I'm done preaching to receive your miracle. You'll receive it when you open the door. And it could happen one sentence from now, or it could happen five minutes from now. But the second you open the door, God's going to do it. And as I was ministering, a lady, amen, came down the aisle, amen, with a walker, amen, and, be and began to worship the Lord. And next thing we know, amen, she's not with the walker anymore. The walker was left at the front pew, and she's down in front worshiping, dancing, and praising the Lord. Now, I really didn't know the extent of the miracle until afterwards because for 30 years, she suffered with debilitating arthritis in her spine, in her shoulders, in her feet, in her knees, in every joint of her body. But when she opened the door to the possibility, yes, it's been a long time, but he's a right now God. Yes, I've suffered immensely, and the doctors can't, but I just believe that God can. And when she opened the door, she was healed immediately. I wonder who else is in this house that would open Open the door and say, God, I give you permission. Go beyond my religious experience. Go beyond my tradition and do it for me. 
Come on, worship him and give God some praise. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Somebody shout praise the Lord. Somebody shout praise the Lord. In Acts chapter number 3, we read the story of the man that was lame, crippled. He meant from his mother's womb. He never had walked. Turn to your neighbor and say he never had walked. He meant, and they laid him at the gate, beautiful. And there he was begging. And the Bible tells us that on that certain day, he meant that Peter and John was going to the temple to pray. And fastening his eyes upon him with John, he meant, said, look on us. And he gave heed unto them, expecting to receive something of them. That he came to church expecting something. He didn't know if it was going to be money. He didn't know, amen, if it was going to just be a blessing. He didn't know what it was going to be. But he was open to the possibility, amen, that in God's house, God can do anything at any time. He was ready and he was expecting something. Turn to your neighbor and say, I don't know what it is yet, but I'm expecting something. Come on, this is Hope Sunday. Amen, we're expecting something to happen for us in this house today. Hallelujah. And Peter and John took him uh, by the hand and lifted him up. And the minute they lifted him up and said, Silver and gold have I none, but such as I have give I unto thee. In the name of Jesus Christ, rise up and walk that man. Amen. Stood up on his feet and he ran, leaping, jumping and shouting and praising God in the temple. I'm just here to tell somebody, the Lord wants you to do something and experience something you've never experienced and never done before that wherever it is you're crippled in your spirit, in relationships in your finances in your mind or that be in your body God wants to heal you today and God wants to come on somebody God wants to take you beyond amen, your limited experience with him and bless you simply because you're open that your voices and praise him hallelujah, hallelujah come on praise him Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. I was in a meeting. I wasn't preaching the meeting. Amen. And it was a rather large meeting. Amen. Somewhere between the North Pole and the South Pole. And in this meeting, amen, the man of God is preaching. And he's preaching on miracles. And the altar call was given. And there was a man, amen, in a wheelchair on the left side, on this side of the platform. And I'm sitting on the platform. And, and you know, I'm just a young guy. Amen. So I was always taught you yield and you wait on the elders. So I'm waiting for the elders to go pray for this guy, go pray for this guy. And after some time, nobody went and prayed for him. And God said, okay, go pray for him. I went over to pray, amen, for this man that was in a wheelchair. Hallelujah. First time guest in that apostolic church. Hallelujah. And I went over to him and I said, would you like God to heal you today? He said, oh, I would love God to heal me today. I grabbed his hand, picked him up out of that wheelchair. He meant he was shaking. Amen. He could, did not have strength in his legs. And as I began to walk him in Jesus' name, he meant just a matter of three or four steps, the man stopped. He been lifted his hands and began to speak with other tongues as God filled that crippled man with the Holy Ghost. He's standing on his own and he's speaking with other tongues as God filled him with the Holy Ghost. And I explained to him, sir, he meant the miracle's not complete until you have your sins removed. It's not enough to have our bodies healed. We've got to have our souls saved. Hallelujah. 
And I said, you got to be baptized in Jesus' name. Would you like to be baptized tonight? He said, yeah. He said, where I got to go? And I said, you see those steps? you got to walk up those steps, amen, and the baptismal tank is up there. As soon as I said that, that man did not hesitate. He took off running, and he ran up those steps and jumped in that baptismal tank. The man that came in that could not walk, that was paralyzed, that did not have the Holy Ghost because he opened the door to the possibility that God could do it. He left there walking. He left there leaping. He left there filled with the Holy Ghost. I don't know who you are today, but I'm here to tell you, open the door and let God do it for you. Come on, lift your hands in your voices and praise him. Hallelujah. Let me remove just a couple more obstacles. Is this all right? Hallelujah. Because you try to deceive yourself by telling you you don't deserve it. And guess what? You don't. Hallelujah. That went over about as good as I expected it would. But I've got a scripture for you. In Acts 10, uh, verse 38, it says how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost and with power. Went about doing good, healing all that were oppressed of the devil. For God was with him. That Jesus went about doing good. Now you could miss it unless you dig a little deeper. Because the word good describes someone who gives without considering the deservability of the person that they're giving to. You didn't hear that. From the time that Jesus came until this day, Jesus doesn't look in, at your resume to see if you deserve it or not. He just wants to be good to you. Come on, somebody. He just wants to be good to you. I've seen God heal Buddhist monks. I've seen God heal Catholic priests. I've seen God heal drunks. I've seen God he deliver drug dealers. It doesn't matter who you are, what you are, or your deservability of it. Jesus wants to be good to you. Jesus wants to bless you. Jesus wants to help you. You just got to open the door and say, I may not deserve it, but if he's giving out blessings to everybody and anybody, I might as well get in line and say, God, I want my miracle and I want it now come on lift your hands and voices and open the door come on open the door with your mouth with your voice and worship the Lord hallelujah somebody shout praise the Lord God bless you may be seated in the presence of God hallelujah hallelujah we try to measure God's goodness to us based on our righteousness. I've got news for everybody. Your righteousness is as filthy rags. If you've been in the church 800 years or if this is your first time, he meant you're both on equal footing before God. Come on, don't let your righteousness deceive you and don't let your unrighteousness deceive you. Preaching a meeting and the sky came in, eat man with this leather jacket on, amen, long ponytail, amen, tatted up. He's a good candidate, amen, for God. And God loves him, amen. And the patch, amen, on his, the insignia on his jacket was Hell's Angels. I don't know if you know about that biker game, but don't mess with them. 
Come on, somebody. Before I came to God, I will burn your house down. That's what I was. I was a mess. I was a street kid. Amen. I'll still burn your house down, but this time it's with the Holy Ghost. So he came in. Amen. And he began to begin to respond to the preaching by clapping his hands. Amen. And the minute they clap his hands, that's enough for God to say, I get them. I'm getting them. I'm going to heal them. I'm going to bless them. And he came to the front, amen, as I gave instructions on how to receive the miracle. And when he came to the front, I noticed that all over his body, he had boils. He had blisters. Amen. He had a disease and a sickness. Amen. Where these boils would just come upon his skin and they would pop and they would get infected. And he had struggled with this for years. And I gave him instructions on how to receive your miracle. Number one, an open mouth is an open heart. You got to open your mouth and praise God. Amen. You've cursed him all these years, but now why don't you try blessing him? And as he lifted his hands and began to praise the Lord with his mouth, all of a sudden, amen, the power of God began to come down and the goodness of God came down upon the hell's angels. And he began to speak with other tongues as God filled him with the Holy Ghost. It wasn't a matter, amen, of just about two or three minutes later as we're praying. One second, he has boils and infections all over his face, his neck, his hands, amen. And in a matter of just a second, amen, all of a sudden, the boils disappeared, the scars disappeared, and the infection was gone. And I had to stop him from speaking in tongues. And I said, bud, look at your hands, amen. Somebody give me a mirror. We got a mirror and showed him his face. All the boils and all the sickness and all the disease was gone. If God can do it for hell's angels, he can do it for you. If God can do it for anybody, he can do it for you. There's an open door for the miraculous in this house. There's a great possibility that he will do it. And I'm here to tell you, he will. He will. He will. He will. Come on, lift your hands. Come on, remove that mountain. Let's try to tell you don't deserve it. Because I don't deserve it, I'm qualified. Because I'm not good enough, I'm qualified. He went about doing good, healing all. Come on, lift your hands and praise him. Put your hands and praise him. Put your hands and praise him. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You can be seated just a few more minutes. Trying to follow the Holy Ghost today. John chapter number 9. A man that was born blind. Hallelujah. And Jesus came to the man that was born blind. And all the religious folk wanted to try to do was try to figure out who sinned. This man or his parents. That the enemy, a man, will try to get you so tied up. On why am I in this situation? What has caused it? And why am I here? But I'm here to tell you, Jesus wasn't concerned about the why. Because when Jesus, amen, saw the man that was born blind, he opened the eyes of the blind man and gave him the ability to see when he never saw before. I'm here to tell somebody right now, stop playing the blame game and trying to figure out what sin did I commit to get in this situation? Why am I here? Was it my parents? Was it this? Was it that? Stop worrying about the why. You're here. I said, you're here. 
and Jesus is here, so let the why go and let God come in and heal you today. Hallelujah. Get over the reasons why you're in the condition. Dismiss the reasons and say, nevertheless, I've never seen the righteous forsaken, nor a seed begging for bread. And God never turned any way away because they were too dirty or too filthy or caught up in this or that. I don't care how tangled up you are in sin. Jesus is here to open your eyes and to heal your mind and to heal your spirit and to heal your body. Get over it. It doesn't matter why or how long or who sinned. All that matters is you're here and he's here and that's all it takes for the miracle to take place. Open the door to the possibility and God will take you the rest of the way. Lift your hands and praise him. Come on, lift your hands and praise him. I'm literally coming to a close. I feel the Holy Ghost in here right now. Hallelujah. Well, you said, I know that God can, but I'm not sure he will. Hallelujah. Luke chapter 5, verse 12, 13. There were some men with leprosy that came to Jesus. It says, a man full of leprosy. His leprosy had leprosy. Amen. He was overcome and overwhelmed. Hallelujah. And the Bible tells us, he meant that the man asked him, he man, and said, Lord, he man, I know you can, he man, but if you, if you will, but if thou will, he man, make me clean. He meant, he said, Lord, if thou will, thou canst make me clean. He had the can settled. God had the power. He figured that all out, but he wasn't sure if God will. And Jesus put forth his hand saying, I will be thou clean. And immediately the leprosy departed from him and he was healed. I'm here to tell somebody right now, God wants to do it. It's his will that you be healed. I said, it's your will that you be healed. It's his will that you be healed. When your will matches his will, that's when miracles happen. Hear me, friend of mine. Remove the doubt that it can. Remove the distance, amen, because of your unrighteousness. Stop trying to figure out why you're in the situation and just understand God is willing to do it if you're willing to receive. God is willing to give if you're willing to receive that you hold the miracle in your mouth and you hold the miracle in your heart and you hold the miracle in your hand and you got to open that door with your mouth and open that door with your heart and you got to walk through the door of possibility today and say, God, you can and you will. You can and you will. Even in the presence of my doubt, even in the presence of my discouragement, even though everything ain't perfect yet, God you want to do it for me. So therefore, God, I'm ready to receive it. God has stacked everything in your favor. The Bible says, He who, who his own self bear our sins in his own body on the tree, that's the cross, that we being dead to sin should live under righteousness. By whose stripes ye were healed. Whether you realize it or not, before you got sick, healing was already present. It doesn't say by whose stripes you will be healed. It says by whose stripes you were healed. 
It's in the past tense because God is saying, if you will open the door of possibility, you can count it as, as good as done. That before, amen, the problem came, the miracle power was already present in your spiritual bank account. My God, have mercy. Hey Amen. I, I just, I just want to give you this. Hey Amen. Because the enemy wants you to think that you have to have big faith. Jesus said all you need is faith as a grain of a mustard seed. Somebody shout praise the Lord. And Matthew 17, 20. It says if you have faith as a grain of a mustard seed, you can say to the mountain, go, and it goes. Luke 17, 6, amen. It says if you have the faith of a grain of a mustard seed, you can speak to the sycamine tree, be plucked up by the roots, amen, and it will go. Hallelujah. And then it tells us, amen, that the mustard seed, amen, when it's sown, amen, in the earth, it becometh, amen, greater than all the other herbs of the field, all the other trees, amen, and becomes a refuge for the weary. Let me help somebody here, amen, because before a mustard seed can produce, that seed has to be buried deep in the earth. And the ratio, amen, to the size of the seed, to the insurmounting, amen, earth that's above it is so great that mustard seed has to push its way through and push its way through and push its way through. And in the process of it pushing its way through, amen, scientists tell us that disease or illness, illness and insects attack the seed. And what the illness and the insects are trying to do is to destroy the seed. But when they attack the seed, there's an enzyme present within the seed that is released that causes the seed to gain momentum and power. And when it's attacked, all of a sudden that potential of growth in it pushes through the earth and it begins amen, to grow and blossom and become Come great. I'm here to tell somebody right now. Amen. The enemy has tried to overpower you, overwhelm you. Your disease has tried to, amen, bury you and try to count you out. But what it didn't know is you were just a seed planted by the hand of God and what's in you. Come on, somebody. You can't see that seed. You can't feel that seed when it's growing. But what's in you is that faith that He put in you. It's getting ready to come out. That enzyme's getting ready to be released, and you're about ready to shoot forth, and you're about ready to be grow, and you're about ready to become the greatest plant and the greatest tree, and you're going to become the shadow, amen, for the weary, and you're going to give fruit to the hungry, and you're going to give encouragement to the discouraged. Come on, somebody. The devil counted you out, but God counted you in. Don't let the pressure deceive you. Don't let the darkness deceive you. Greater is he than is in you uh, than he that is in the world uh, and God is causing your faith to grow uh, that's why you suffered uh, but what you suffer and you survive uh, you gain dominion over uh, and somebody's getting dominion over it because the suffering ends today and the healing uh, and the miracle is coming to you stand to your feet all over this house turn neighbor say I don't know about you See, faith doesn't care about feelings. Say, I don't know about you. But if God's getting out miracles, I'm going to get in line twice. And if you don't want yours, I'll take yours and I'll take mine. Come on, turn to somebody else. Say, the suffering ends today. The addiction ends today. 
No more crack. No more marijuana. No more cigarettes. No more alcohol. No more bound by the addiction. Why? Because Jesus is delivering us in this house this morning. My God have mercy. You may be a drug dealer, but God's getting ready to turn you into a CEO. You may be, amen, uh, 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 completely wrecked. Sin may have wrecked you. The devil may have wrecked you, but God's getting ready to turn you into a masterpiece. And you're getting ready to become a trophy of grace. Come on, somebody. The power of God is present in this house. Somebody shout yes. Hallelujah. You're already here. So you have faith. If you didn't have faith, you wouldn't be here. We already know he can. And we already know he will. So what do we have to do to go from where we're at into that miracle experience from God? Are you ready? You have to yield. You have to yield. Yielding means to surrender. To give control. But it also means to obey or to cooperate. So yielding just isn't passive. Yielding means moving, responding, reacting, and doing. So miracles are a result of someone responding to, cooperating with, and obeying the Spirit of God. What does that look like? Is in a meeting in Wisconsin, this side of the church... There was a lady in a wheelchair. This side of the church, there was a man in a wheelchair. And I'm preaching my guts out about miracles. I go over to this man first. And I said, sir, would you like God to heal you? He said, oh, no. This wheelchair is my gift from God. He was limiting God's full expression of love towards him. That man was not healed that day. But then I literally walked probably 15 feet over to the lady that was sitting in the wheelchair on this side. I said, ma'am, I said, would you like God to heal you? She said, oh, that would be the most wonderful thing ever. And I said, give me your hand. I grabbed her hand, pulled her out of that wheelchair, put her arm around my youth pastor's wife. And we begin to walk her in Jesus' name. It wasn't a matter about five or six steps. That woman caught her weight and took off running around that church. She left that building that day, not in the wheelchair, but pushing the wheelchair out to her car. And she's still healed today. What was the difference? What was the difference from no miracle to a miracle? She was willing to open her heart to the possibility. And when she opened her heart to the possibility, God did the rest. I wonder if somebody would yield to the Holy Ghost today and open their heart to the possibility that God can do it. Hear my instructions. The Bible says, ask, and it shall be given. Ask means to desire. Sister Jordan, grab your, Pastor Jordan's hand. Lift your hands. Just for a second. I got to do this. 
I rebuke the attack of time and the attack of the adversary upon your body. I rebuke every tumor. I rebuke every cell. And I command your DNA right now to line up with the word of God. And I command your healing right now. And Lord, this man of God that has served you faithfully, that has been touched, amen, in his back, Lord God. I command every disc to be healed right now. Do a creative miracle, Lord. Heal his lower back. Heal his middle back. Heal his neck. I command the pain to go now and never return again. In the name of Jesus. In Jesus' name. Ask and it shall be given. The word ask means to crave or to desire. It denotes intensity. He says if you ask, he'll give it. He says if you'll ask and desire it and open the door, he'll give it. And then it says... Seek and you shall find. The word seek means to worship. The word find means to bring into experience. Asking has to do with your mouth. Worship has to do with your heart. That if you open your mouth and open your heart and worship him for your miracle, he will bring it into manifestation and into an experience. So this is what we're going to do today. I want you to turn to the person beside you and ask them this question. Have you ever received the Holy Ghost speaking with other tongues? And if they look at you like, what you talking about, Willis? That means they've not received that experience yet. Come on, ask somebody. Okay? Come on, help me open the door of the miraculous. Turn to somebody behind you. Ask them that same question. Okay? Turn to one other person and ask them that same question. Remember, you got to yield, you got to cooperate, you got to obey. This, this determines it right here. This determines what God's going to do right here. You could be that man or you could be that woman. And it's all in your hands. If they said no, they've never spoken with other tongues, they've never received the baptism of the Holy Ghost, I want you to grab their hand right now. And I want you to bring them to the front. I want you to come to the front. I want your toes to touch the altar. Come on, we've got several here. God's going to fill with the Holy Ghost today. God's going to do it. This is your day for your miracle. Bring them to the front. I want every person that needs the Holy Ghost for your toes to touch the altar. Come to the front. I need all the pastoral staff, ministry staff, altar staff to join me on the platform. Go ahead, touch your toes on the altar. This is incredible. God's going to do it. You see, because when you receive the baptism of the Holy Ghost and you begin to speak with other tongues, that's healing. It heals your mind. It heals your spirit. It heals your body. It delivers you. God wants to fill you with the Holy Ghost. We've got several here that need the Holy Ghost. This is a beautiful thing. Just you walking from your pew 
and obeying these instructions, you are seconds away from receiving your miracle. Somebody shout praise the Lord. Now, those of you seeking the Holy Ghost, you may also need physical healing. But I want you to stay where you're at because God's not only going to feel with the Holy Ghost, He's going to heal your body. And I want anybody that's left in the congregation that you need a healing in your body, your mind, and your spirit to come and stand behind these that are getting ready to receive the Holy Ghost. Because you don't even need somebody to lay hands on you to receive your miracle. You just have to open your mouth and open your heart, and God can do it. Miracles are in the house. I wish I could sing. I would sing, there's a miracle in this room with your name on it. But you got to put a praise on it. The power of God is here. Now, an open mouth is an open heart. You cannot receive your miracle with your mouth closed. Right? So what we're going to do here in just a minute, not yet, but in a minute, we're going to repent together. Repentance is yielding to God, but it's saying, God, I'm sorry for my sins and I'm turning from them. What is sin? Sin is thinking wrong things, saying wrong things, doing wrong things. Some of you did that on the way to church this morning. Some of you have been doing that while I've been preaching. And the Bible says, he that says without sin, he's a liar and the truth is not in him. So everybody, including this preacher, is going to repent. And when we're done repenting, I hate to use this illustration, but it's all I know. How many has ever had the police show up at your house about 4 or 5 in the morning? I knew I felt a kindred spirit. Vatos locos somewhere. And they surround your house. And they get on that loudspeaker and they say this. Come out with your hands up. And the only way to get out of that situation, alive, is to lift your hands and walk out the front door. Because when you lift your hands, it's a sign of God and to the police, I don't have any weapons. I'm surrendering to you. I'm going to obey you. I yield to you. You're going to come out of your pain and your situation with your hands lifted in surrender to the Lord your God. So we're going to lift our heads. We're going to lift our hands. And I'm going to speak the word of faith. Not yet, not yet, not yet, not yet. Sorry, sorry. You guys are so awesome. You're so excited. This is so amazing. There's faith in this room. There's enough faith in this room to heal this entire world right now. I'm going to speak the word of faith, and together we're going to shout hallelujah, but we're going to do it this way. We're going to shout hallelujah, hallelujah. And the last time, as loud and as long as we can, hallelujah. And you're going to keep praising God in English. And you're going to feel His presence. And you're going to feel the heat of God, the healing power of God flow through your body. And those of you that are seeking the Holy Ghost, getting ready to receive the Holy Ghost. You're going to give God control of your tongue. And you're going to begin to speak words and sounds that are not going to make sense to your mind. Because when you receive, you don't know how to pray. And because we don't know how to pray, the Holy Ghost comes down as we yield to Him. And he bypasses our brain. And our spirit 
and the Spirit of God connect. And the Spirit of God begins to pray through us. And we begin to speak words and sounds that don't make sense to our mind as God fills us with the Holy Ghost. Turn the person beside you and say, I'm getting ready to speak with other tongues all up in this place. I want all the ministry team to stand in front of these seeking the Holy Ghost. And they're going to lay hands on your head and they're going to pray with you and they're going to help you. Don't lay hands on them yet. Wait for till we speak the word of faith. And when they get the Holy Ghost, let me know so we can celebrate. Hear me. And when I speak the word of faith, pain's going to leave your body. Discouragement's going to leave your mind. The devil's going to leave your life. The destruction is going to end. And God is going to fill you. And God is going to heal you. So when you feel the pain leave your body, I want you to get my attention. We're going to celebrate what God's going to do. Say this with me. Say, Jesus, I repent of my sins. I yield to you. I give you control. I give you permission to do something to me that I'm uncomfortable with. Go beyond my tradition and fill me with your power and with your spirit. I'm ready, God, to receive right now in Jesus' name. Get ready, altar team. Lift your hands all over this house. Everybody lift your hands. Everybody lift up their head. By the authority of the Word of God and by the power of the name Jesus, I command every sickness and disease to go. I command healing to come. And I command you in Jesus' name, receive ye the Holy Ghost. Speaking with other tongues. Here we go as loud as we can together. Hallelujah. Ha. Come on, praise him. Come on, lay hands on him. He's hot, 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 hot.